This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the TuneIn radio app. And I'm Lyle Southall and this is... Lawson Walters. And it is Encounter with God. Yes, it is. We are here and we are ready to study the Bible. Yes, we are. I'm keen. Let's go. Cool. Okay, so before we do, just a quick reminder that uh, if you struggle with the signal wherever you are, uh, you need to jump onto your phone and listen on your phone. Uh, That's how I listen to Faith FM. That way I can get it uh, Australia-wide pretty much except for the Outback. Um, I, I use the iTunes, the, sorry, not the iTunes, the TuneIn app, uh-huh. the TuneIn Radio app. I get, I have the free version of it. Yeah. So you can just download the free version. It only take you a moment. Sit it on your phone, and then uh, you can either listen to it on your phone or run it through your car stereo. And even um, that, if that's too sketchy for you, if you're like, oh man, the TuneIn people can see me now. If you don't trust TuneIn people. Just, <laughs> just you can just use Safari. Okay. Yeah, you can do that. Com. Au. Let the f- and, Safari people watch you, and let the Safari or the Google people. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Someone's going to watch you. But if you trust, you know, Google more than TuneIn, well, then you can, uh, <laughs> you can, you can, uh, yeah, just go do straight we, to the do browser. Do we trust anyone online? Oh, I don't know. It's so funny, actually. Do, do you have the thing with your phone? Can you pay with your phone? Like, you know how you... I think Shell does that. I haven't set mine up yet. Yeah, so it's awesome. I've set mine up. You know, if I, like, you know, want to just whip out the phone and bam, there you go. And it's like, you know, fingerprint scanner. So I just put my fingerprint on. Like, I ask them for my fingerprint and then I can, like, tap and go. And one of my friends, every time I do it, she's just like, dude, they can see you now. <laughs> they're, they're, they've got you they're, You're done man You're just totally done They know where you are They're going to hack you They're going to steal all your money And I'm like That's not how it works She's like No, nah, doesn't matter You're, you're done yeah. Okay, well, there you go so, Your life is over Yeah Lawson, you have, you have the mark of the beast oh. The mark of the beast is The mark of the beast is uh, Phone money Yep because all I have to do is switch your phone off and you've got no money. There you go. Stop you from buying and selling. <laughs> buying and selling. Yeah, whoa. Right whoa, that's heavy. That is... That's <laughs> okay, something I, to think I about. I have the producer telling me that I need to clarify <laughs> that, that I'm speaking heresy at this point and everybody's heresy alarm, if it is going off, then that is why it, <laughs> that's why it is going off. It's interesting, you know, looking at the subject of the Mark of the Beast, when I first studied the the subject of the mark of the beast and i'm going to show my age when i say this i read a book and that book was all about why the barcode was the mark of the beast the barcode the barcode mm absolutely the barcode because you know every barcode has 666 in it right no but i do now yeah every barcode has 36s in it bam so so there you go it's the mark of the beast we found it yeah, dude. This is not. By the way, this is not how you interpret the Bible. This yeah, is, yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. This is. Uh, this Pretty is people, something that has six 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 on it, and that's right. Run with it. Yes, I have a friend uh, whose name is Kel, and uh, one day I was driving around town and found a Commodore with a number plate Kel six 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 on it. I'm like, there you go, Kel. You've got the mark of the beast. <laughs> but um, no, it's. It, I'm going to. I'm going to do a bit of clarification here on this particular issue because yeah, our subject today is all about worship. And the mark of the beast is all about worship. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. And six six six, by the way, is not the mark of the beast. Yes, six 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 is an identifying characteristic of the beast. Mm. It is the number the number of the, of the name of the man of the beast. Yeah. Okay. That is different from 
the mark of the beast. They yes. are two different things. Anyway, so so I read this. Uh, I'll, I'll come back to this in just a moment. But I read this book uh, back in the nineteen eighties about how sick, how the barcode was the mark of the beast, and you know you shouldn't and you should never buy um, anything that had a barcode on it because if you mm. buy something with a barcode on it, you've got the mark of the beast. Good done. Yeah, you just you're over. You're finished. It's just yeah. Wow. The end. Yeah. You, you have been doomed for eternity, and I kind of wonder about the authors of those books. Well, that particular book, I'm so sort of wonder, you know, uh, where are they today, and have they how how effectively have they survived not using barcodes? That's that's the thing I wonder, especially because so barcodes are the mark of the beast, right? And we've moved a lot past barcodes. Well, this is this is what I'm coming to next. But before I get there, before I get there, the key here and the really important issue is that. When you interpret the Bible correctly, yeah. you don't ever have to change your interpretation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so here's another story. Another guy, a friend of mine, a guy I know, uh, his dog got out of his yard, and this yes. is now during the 90s. So that was during the 80s, the barcode. Oh, you don't buy anything with a barcode on. <sighs> um, so during the 90s, now we now come to the 90s, right? And I have a friend of mine, his dog gets out of the yard and goes wandering. Um the local pound rings him up like, yeah, we've got your dog, better come and get it. And uh, he's like, oh, okay. And they're like, by the way, your dog doesn't have a chip in it. And so it'll have to be chipped before we give it back to you. So <laughs> in the middle of the night, he jumps over the fence and rescues his dog out of the dog pound <laughs> because he didn't want his dog to get the mark of the beast. And I'm dead serious. And there's this video surveillance footage of him jumping over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> rescuing his dog and making off with it. <laughs> and, of course, he got in strife. I think he got a slap on the wrist <clears> for it because, I mean, seriously, you know, I, I think they recognized that this wasn't really a, uh, a financial situation. He had plenty of money. Mm. Um, but he was like, no, the bark of the beast is a computer chip and I don't want The my- bark of the beast. No, the mark of the beast. Yeah, the, <laughs> the bark, bark of, of the, the beast. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't want my dog in having the mark of the beast. And once again, when we... When we use newspaper, what I call newspaper interpretations of Bible prophecy rather mm-hmm. than principles of prophetic interpretation, we make idiots out of ourselves. Yeah. The thing that I, I was going to say before is that now that they've moved on to, like, in the 90s, they moved to computer chips. Did the yeah, barcode yeah. guys, like, go, like, oh, that's not the mark of the beast and start oh, using yeah, yeah, barcodes yeah, yeah. No, again? they started using barcodes and started writing books about computer chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... And then in the 2000s, they stopped using... They, they stopped writing about computer chips and they started writing about electronic fingerprints. Yeah. You know, and now they'll be writing about phones. You know, every every 10 <clears> years, every decade, they write about something different. Same same, same yeah. people. Um, and, and, oh, we were wrong then. So now this is the mark of the beast. Oh, we were wrong then. And this, you yeah. Know, and, 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 and this is because they have linked the mark of the beast to technology. Mm. The issue with the mark of the beast is not technology. The issue with the mark of the beast. Well, let's find out what the issue with the mark of the beast mm-hmm. is. We are sidetracked, but we are not terribly sidetracked because the issue with the mark of the beast is what our subject today is all about in the Bible. Yes. Okay, so Revelation chapter 13 is the only place in the Bible where you find the mark of the beast mentioned. And we're going to look through a period, uh, through a section of just. 12 verses. So just 12 verses right here. And let's see if we can find a recurring theme. Verse, chapter 13, verse 4. Please. 
The Bible says in chapter 13 and verse 4 of Revelation, they worship the dragon for giving the beast such power, and they also worship the beast. Who is as great as the beast, they exclaimed. Who is able to fight against him? Okay, verse 8. We're looking for a common theme. We're looking for the theme. And all the people who belong to the world worship the beast. They are the ones whose names are not written in the book of life before the world was made, the book that belongs to the Lamb who was slaughtered. And now verse 12. He exercised all the authority of the first beast, and he required all the earth and its people to worship the first beast, whose fatal wound had been healed. And verse 15. Are he, you are you starting to see, listener, a, a recurring theme here mm. yet? Verse 15. He was then permitted to give life to the statue, or the image, um, so that it could speak. Then the statue of the beast commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die. Okay, so in 12 verses, that is not a very long space. 12 mm-hmm. verses is very short. In just 12 verses, the issue of worship has been mentioned five times. Mm-hmm. And by the way, one of those verses only has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight words in it. Yeah. You know, it's like half a sentence verse. Mm-hmm. Okay, and in those in those 12 verses, the issue of worship has been mentioned five mm-hmm. times. Now, yeah. if I came to you, Lawson, and I told you, hey, Lawson, nice to meet you. My name is Lyle Southwell. Nice to meet you, Lyle. And a couple of sentences later, I was like, by the way, my name is Lyle Southwell. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And a couple of sentences later, uh, Lawson, in case you forgot, my name is Lyle Southwell. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a, a, a couple of, uh, a, a word, a sentence or two later, it's like, um, Lawson, don't forget, <laughs> my name is Lyle Southwell. Yeah, yeah. And then um, a couple of verses later, or a couple of sentences later, I should say, I'm going to say, Lawson, I'm going to tell you one last last time, just in case you've got this wrong, just in case you've missed this. Um, don't want you to miss what this is actually about. Mm. Um, this is not actually about technology, I'm not about technology. I'm not a robot. Uh, <laughs> my name is Lyle Southwell. Yes. You would get the impression that I wanted you to actually understand. Really, really know. Really know what I was talking about. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. So when I see God do that, mm-hmm. it says to me that God really, really wants us to yeah. know that the mark of the beast is about worship. Mm-hmm. And not about technology. Mm-hmm. Will technology be used to enforce the mark of the beast? Yeah, of course it will. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that those who receive the mark, that those who do not receive the mark of the beast, will have economic sanctions placed against them. They won't be allowed to buy and sell. Uh, yeah. That's something that's very common in our world today. It has been a practice for I don't know throughout my lifetime, and we haven't required we computer chips or anything else to place you know economic sanctions on another country. And it's pretty easy to place economic sanctions on any human being that you want to here in this yeah. country already. You don't need a barcode. You don't need a computer chip. You don't need a phone. You don't need any of this kind of stuff. All you need to do is go and switch off your money at the bank because you don't have money. Yeah. Money doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. All that exists is zeros and ones. That's the thing. Like, if someone just cut me out of my bank, like, my life would fall apart immediately. Yeah, that's it. You're done. You're finished. You, you're you, over. You're out. You're gone. You, you go to, you know, go be a subsistence farmer somewhere or something or other. <laughs> um, that's pretty much your uh, only option if you're going to live without currency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, 
people freak out about this kind of stuff like oh you know everyone's going to get in, they're going to line up the population of the entire world and inject them all with a computer chip yeah have great fun trying that yeah you know you know the thing is because well. the fact is I don't like needles <laughs> I much less like a computer chip under my skin yes and I don't care what religion you are you are not going to get people of you're not going to get atheists yeah convinced to line up and get a computer chip injected and seriously guys if you're still banging on about the computer chip and every time I run a, a prophecy program I have people coming to me about this computer chip issue this is a this is a 90s issue yeah the 90s was a long time ago move on um, get with the times I think the thing that's so interesting is because then you take it out of the realm of morality like yeah that's right it's got nothing to do with morality it's got nothing to do with worship it's just about oh do you have a computer chip or not yeah it's like and and this is the thing i feel like a lot of false doctrine sort of comes from that place of like i want to give myself some kind of exemption from thinking about my morals who i actually am letting yep. god change who i am that's right and it, like cuz when you see the true the true meaning of the mark of the beast it's all about your choice to follow God. Absolutely. It's got nothing to do with you being ignorant about something that you can't control. That's what the computer chip is. Yeah. Like, that literally, like, no, the, the mark of the beast and salvation and everything that surrounds and is involved in that is, is all about your choices, your moral choices. And you make those choices based on who you know God to be. Okay, so here's an interesting thought. Your ability to be able to um, transact business right, right now is reliant on your fingerprint, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if that is now the mark of the beast, because, you know, it's completely superseded, you know, all of the other technology that's gone before it, mm-hmm. then to avoid having the mark of the beast, you're going to have to file your finger, fingerprints off. Exactly. And guess what? What? You were born with those fingerprints. Exactly. So does that mean that you were born with the mark of the beast? I mean, this just gets <laughs> ridiculous. This is the this is and this is where, as Christians, we make ourselves fools, and the secular world looks on and goes, "These guys are just a bunch of idiots." Mm. You know, that they they are just going on about the most absurd absurdities, mm. uh, and we we bring disrepute on the word of God. Sorry, YouTube video the other day. Uh-huh. Said that the Bible's the mark of the beast. Oh, there you go. The King James Bible. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's, a, there's, there's, there's something out there for, you know, everyone and everything. Yeah. Um, lines up somehow with the mark of the beast. Yeah. Uh, it's like, has there ever has there ever been a US president who hasn't been labeled as the Antichrist? Yeah, that's the other one I'm thinking. It's like... I've never seen one yet that hasn't had that label. And, and I love the point that you made, though, that we should... <laughs> we should know. It should be unchanging. These words were written 2,000 years ago, and it should clearly indicate who it is. Yeah. It shouldn't be a guessing game. No. It shouldn't. If it's a guessing game, then it's like... Then then it's just like... If the Antichrist was Donald Trump, then how are you supposed to understand the book of Revelation back in the time of John when he wrote it and when he said, Blessed is he that reads and understands the words of this prophecy? It was not like the book of Daniel, only written for the end of time. The book of Revelation was written for all time. It was written Mm. for John's time right through to our time. Mm. And it was to be understood right the way through. And that's the interesting thing as well, because it was, I I believe, it's John who said, right, that the falling away would be coming. No, no, that's in Thessalonians. That was Paul. Paul. It was Paul Paul who said that the falling away, like, is already at work. The son of perdition is already at work. It's already happening. John said the same thing. Yeah. John John said that you know the Antichrist is already here. 
Mm. John is the only one who uses the word Antichrist, and the only time that it's used is in the book of First John. Mm. Uh, he's the guy who wrote the book of Revelation, so he's kind of an expert on the subject of the Antichrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, it's already here. <laughs> you know? Whoa. And this is how you're going to recognize the spirit of Antichrist, you know? Anyone that says that Jesus did not come in the flesh, you know, and he points the finger very, very squarely at Gnosticism mm. uh, at the time, which, of course, then invaded Christianity and formed a religious system called the Antichrist. Yeah. So, you know. Bam. There you go. <clears throat> I, I would rather... I would rather Go with the Apostle John's interpretation of <laughs> Revelation because, um, yeah, he is kind of an expert on that subject. I don't know, man. It's the time of the last trump. <laughs> <laughs> Lawson refers to a Christian minister that we met one time who was super excited about Bible prophecy because <clears throat> uh, the Bible speaks about the last trump. Mm. And uh, he's like, and Donald Trump has just been elected. And so, therefore, Jesus is going to come in the next eight years because there won't be another one. Yeah, true. But what if his son becomes president? Yeah. How do you know he's the last Trump? <laughs> Could be the second last Trump. Oh. <laughs> of course, the Bible very clearly speaking about the trumpet call mm-hmm. that goes out from heaven when Jesus returns. Yeah, But this is the problem that we get into when whenever you move into the area of speculation and newspaper interpretations of prophecy, you know, where you, where you read the newspaper and like, okay, I have to fit this into Bible prophecy yeah. somehow. You're in deep, deep <clears throat> trouble. You are. You are. But of course, you know, we, we also then have the ability, you know, the, the Bible is an awesome, awesome thing. And we have the ability as, as, as students of the Bible to, to actually, and students of history, to actually put this together. I love that on, on the flip side, it's like when you get Bible prophecy right, it's so clear. Because I think sometimes the Bible itself gets branded as it's all up in, to interpretation. And that's if because... Not, that, and that, but that's, that's because be- people interpret it. That's because, yeah, people give themselves, give the Bible that kind of, you know, that kind of credit, that kind of, um, uh, that kind of reputation that, oh, yeah, the Bible is just about how you interpret it. That's why there's so many different denominations, because the Bible is so open for interpretation. It's like, no, it's not. Like, mm. you just read it, and it interprets itself. That's right. The problem is people try and interpret the Bible. Mm-hmm. And whenever you do that, you're in deep strife. Yeah. You've got to let the Bible interpret itself. It mm-hmm. is that simple. Anyway, going back to our um, Bible study and the ber- passages that we've been given to study today, because um, well, our, our subject for today is how do we worship? Mm-hmm. All right, so Lawson, how do we worship God? Oh, I have, a, I have a pretty good idea. Yeah? Yeah? Do you share? Yeah, I have a Bible verse. Can I say it? Sure. Okay, Revelation 4.11. Okay. It's like uh-huh. one of my favorite Bible verses. You sure you, you sure that NLT is going to be um, good for you on this one? Anyway, um, I hope. Yeah, it looks alright. Says okay, you it. are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and they exist because you created what you please. So that was a little bit a little bit off from what I know. It usually, in 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 the New King James, it says, well, in the King James, it says, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. That's New King James. That's New King James. Okay, okay. the Old King James. Oh, oh here we go. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you have created all things, and for your pleasure they are and were created. Mm. Which is my favorite one because it says that you and I were created for the pleasure of God, Mm. 
And the only way that you get pleasure from a person is through a relationship. Exactly. And so here it's like we, you know, when it talks about giving glory and honor and power, that is like the perfect sort of um, synopsis of of worship, you know, to, to give glory, to give honor, to give power, um, to respect in that way. You know, that is that is worship. And it's like, why? You know, for, for pleasure, because he created us. There's, there's another verse in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5 and 6, I believe it says, like, we give glory to God because of the sacrifice that he's made as well. That's how I see worship anyway. How do we worship? Will we give God glory and honor and power and, and also a relationship um, because he created? Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, this is, uh, we've got Buddy Green coming up. Um, where the cross, where, where, where cross the crowded ways of life. <laughs> That's an interesting title. I'm just going to listen to this song. I'm not sure whether I've actually heard this one before, but um, (laughs) we will enjoy it together. We will do. We're across the crowded wings of life. Where sound the cries of race and clan Above the noise of selfish strife We hear your voice, O Son of Man In haunts of wretchedness and need
Make haste to heal these hearts of pain. Among these restless throngs abide. Oh, tread the city streets again. Till sons of them shall Welcome back, guys. What an amazing song. I thoroughly listened, uh, thoroughly enjoyed listening to that one. I thoroughly listened. <laughs> thoroughly to it. listened. Good job, Lars. Thoroughly listened and enjoyed <laughs> listening to it. And uh, I eventually did figure out what that title was out was about. <laughs> we cross the crowded ways of life. So it's the crowded ways of life crossing each other, whereas I was, I just had the cross of Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, what's And going as such, on? it was like, this doesn't even make sense. <laughs> this is a great song. I really loved it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're going to get a live rendition one time. You can sing it for us. Yeah, nah. Oh, sad. Not going to happen. All right. Not going to happen on this planet, in this world, <laughs> at anywhere in this lifetime. Okay. But the next lifetime, you're going to be... No problem at all. I'll smash yeah. that. We'll set up Faith FM radio. We'll stick up our antenna on top of the um, the New Jerusalem. Yeah. It's going to be quite high. We'll get some... They say um, height is king, so... Yeah. Um, we should get some nice, high, a nice high spot up there, <laughs> and we'll broadcast to the universe. Yes, about the power of God's grace, mm. because we Amen. will have a story to tell that the rest of the universe will only be able to listen to mm. something they have never experienced. Yeah, something I wish that we didn't experience, but at the same time, we will have the most powerful story in the universe because we have actually experienced the saving grace of mm. God. Mm. Wow, that that really like that that kind of thought really brings together like in a in a sort of big picture sense the whole all things work together for good. Like sin is so terrible. Yes. And sin is yeah, just awful and it's just the worst thing ever and God is working to get rid of sin but because of it's the terribleness how- of sin that ensures that it will never come back again. Mm. And because who's ever going to choose to do, to sin again after they've seen this planet? But it's like it's God's goodness in dealing with sin that is so motivating and so inspiring. And I think that's why the, the, the story, the testimony that will come from that is so powerful. Absolutely. Because God is so good. And it's not a Band-Aid fix. It is a long-term and thorough, mm. thorough fix. Mm. Okay, so we're talking about ways to worship. And you mentioned that passage in Revelation chapter 4 and verse 11. You are worthy, O God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you have created all things, and for your pleasure they are and were created. Yes. Uh, and so you talked about a way to worship is to give glory and honor to God. Yeah. How do you give glory and honor to God? Practically. Oh, practically. I think it's like, 
through decisions, right? Like, for okay. example, for example, why you live your life? Yeah. Well, okay. So you're married to Shell, mm-hmm. right? And, yep. and and you love Shell. Yes. You have a relationship with Shell, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to say it's necessarily worship, but you give honor to Shell. You uh-huh. you honor Shell, and how do you honor Shell? Well, you do all the things that she wants you to do. <laughs> <laughs> she wishes. <laughs> no, no, but it's like you you respect that person's wants and and yeah, their like needs. Somebody I heard the other day says. Um, if you ask a man to do something, it'll get done. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to remind him every six months. <laughs> it will get done. Ouch. Ouch. Why are you giving us such a bad rap? You, know? you might have a... Like, I'm single, dude. You got to stop. You got to stop making us look bad. No, it's all good. No, but yeah, I think I think it's, it's you know, to give glory and, and, and honor, like it... It comes with the decisions that you make. Yeah. You know, um, like ultimately. All right. So that's one way is the life that you live. Yeah. All right. Give me another way. How do we worship God? Different ways mm, of worshiping. Different Practical. ways. I, I, I think practically speaking, like another way to worship him is to, is to spend time with him. Okay. So you're going to spend time in Bible study and prayer. Yeah. That's like, an act of worship. No question about it. Yeah, 100%. Right? So, uh, living a godly, righteous life um, and making godly and righteous decisions. Mm. Bible study and prayer. All right, give me another one. Ooh, another way to worship God. I think, you know, sharing your faith is a huge way to worship God. Like telling yep. people that, oh, I am a Christian and yep. I love God for these reasons. Like, that is like, that is the ultimate worship that's really that's that's a worship that everyone can see you know okay so it's a worship that is less focused on ourselves and more focused on others Mm. yeah Uh uh-huh and and that's the thing it's like when we subscribe to to jesus when we become followers of jesus we subscribe to following the things that he did and and he jesus was so selfless and others centered that you know to live a selfless life to live an other centered life where you're doing things for the benefit of others and that looks like that can look like for example telling them about god telling them about your experience with god and how good he is but it can also look like just being a good samaritan just being a someone who does good deeds mm-hmm. and it's like that that is another way in which we worship god you know when those good deeds come from the heart of like i want to be good to this person because god is so good to me man like that's such a powerful way to worship such an awesome, awesome way. Indeed. Okay. All right. Give me another way of worshiping God. Practical way. Here we go. Another practical. Um, I'm just going to like go out and say it and just like, you know, keep the Sabbath. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sabbath. <laughs> Obedience. Obedience is actually the highest form of worship. Mm-hmm. And Sabbath keeping is one part of that. But um, the Sabbath is interesting because the Sabbath is an entire day of worship. Mm. That's the thing like about the Sabbath is that it's like primary purpose is for worship yes, i think the other commandments you know it's and, and, and it, so what would you do on the sabbath day that is an act of worship well, i think apart know, from the things we've already mentioned yeah which are obvious well for me for me how how the sabbath looks for me i um we open sabbath with we run a friday night program at my church where it's a, it's a series where we're going through the narrative of the bible and so i think for me like sabbath and then the next day go to church and, and i'm part of the worship okay, team okay so 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 wait 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 let me back oh, up here, here we go. let's, here let's, we let's go. get some practical oh, 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 aspects oh, oh, oh. of this so spending time in community mm. is a part of worship yeah 
Okay, you do that on Friday night. You do that. Bible studies. We already mentioned that one. Yeah, prayer. We already mentioned that one. Um, Worship worship committee. So singing. Yeah, that's an act of worship. Yeah. Uh huh. Totally is. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. So on 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 the Sabbath day. Yeah. Um, going to church, singing. Um, you know, either myself preaching or listening to someone else preach. Shared the word of God. Um, just having a real God focused day, and then of course the. One of the best parts of Sabbath, you know, fellowship lunch afterwards, you know, spending time with the brethren, so eating. eating. Are, you, are you saying that eating is an act of worship? Well, the Bible says eat and drink and do all to the glory of God. Right? Ooh. <laughs> all right. Okay. So Lawson has found a way of of, uh, <laughs> of food being a part of worship. Food is definitely a part of worship. There's no question about that. Um, and that is good, wholesome Biblical, I should say, food mm. um, eaten in reasonable quantities because it, food can also be a sin. Fully, man, that isn't that okay. Here's a good one: sex. Okay, sex is a form of worship. In, 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 says, in, says Lawson as a single person. Yeah, yeah, fully. Okay, that, but that's the thing: sex can also be a sin. So, sex in the correct contents. Context, context, context can be a form of worship. Okay, I'm going to think about that one for a bit. <laughs> I think you're right, and I was thinking about this myself the other day, and I came up with a great verse for that. And now it's just escaped my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, you know, God is a creative God. Yes, and God is an intimate God, uh-huh. and uh, we are acting in the image of God. When we have sex. Yeah. So there is definitely, and it should be, you know, the most intimate act between husband and wife. Yes. Um, And that should be a part of our connection with God. No question about it. Mm. Okay. um, We're going, I'm running out of time. Um, (laughs) Today's lesson brings out that service to others and particularly the most vulnerable lessons of our the vulnerable members of our society, I should say, mm. is an act of worship. Yeah. And so often, and this is the main point of today's Bible study, so often worship becomes focused on ourselves mm. and we worship God for what we get out of worship. Mm. And we go to church because you know we're going to be spiritually fed. And if that is the reason you're going to church, it's the wrong one. We need to be others focused, Mm. outward focused, and then our worship will have meaning. We need to go to worship to, uh, to, you know, to serve others. Yeah. Anyway, this is Afterglow. I too must Because of thy great bounty, Lord, each day I live. I shall divide my gifts from Thee With every brother that I see Who has the need of help from me I have been sheltered, fed by thy good care. I cannot see another's lack, and I not share my glowing fire, my loaf of bread, my roof.
Happy Hearts is a free community craft program for kids aged 1 to 5, designed to encourage growth and creativity through Bible stories. Join us each Tuesday during the school term from 9.30 till 11am at the Senior Citizens Hall, 401 Warburton Highway, Wandon North. For more information or to register, go to happyhandsart.com.au forward slash happyhearts or contact Patricia on 0425 854 516. That's 0425 854 516. Happy Hearts. Free fun for kids and the mess stays with us. (laughs) Is forgiveness or the lack of forgiveness eating away at you? A relationship breakdown maybe, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. You know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Trumpet 
Welcome back, guys. That was Cardiphonia Music. Oh, when shall I see Jesus? And I just noted, Lawson, that we missed the uh, quiz. <laughs> I was wondering why the phone wasn't ringing. Nobody's been trying to crack the quiz because we haven't been giving clues out. Um, All right, pass it down, pass it down to me because I kind of um, Mon was doing it earlier. Let me see where are we up to. This is a what city am I? <laughs> Barnabas and Saul lived and taught in this city. For a whole year, if you know what that city oh, I is. I know that city. There you, there go. you go. I just read the book of Acts. There if you, you know what that city is, then give us a call. 1-800-324-843 is the number. You can write it down on a piece of paper, Lawson, and we'll just check <laughs> check, check you out and make sure that you are uh, correct here. He's grabbing his piece of paper, and while he's doing that, yeah, yeah, he's got the right one. He knows it. That's easy. All right, so what's our question? What's our question of the day there, Lawson? Our question of the day is, this is a pretty heavy one. It's, can mentally disabled people be saved? Yes. End the show. Oh, we've got to fill up the next three minutes, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was kind of wondering, what kind of person actually asks a question like this? You know, um, let me think about this. Can uh, physically disabled people be saved? If I am born without a leg, can I be saved? Of course I can be saved. Yeah. Uh, can mentally ill people be saved? Of course mentally ill people can be saved. There are a number of people in the Bible who will be saved who were severely mentally ill. Uh, let me think. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar comes to mind. He was a psychopath. Uh, Manasseh comes to mind. He was also a psychopath. Uh, Thomas was just terribly depressed. I mean, mm. that guy suffered from terrible depression. And look what he did for God. You know, we could go on and on and on down through the list. And so really what we're looking at here is the issue of accountability. Mm. When does a person reach the age of accountability where they are responsible for between them and them and God for their salvation? And the Bible doesn't give a definition as to when a person reaches that age. Mm. Now with a mentally ill person, you know, they will talk about, you know, this person has the mental capacity of a three year old or a seven year old or a fourteen year old or whatever it might be, you know, they're they're uh, they're um mental development has been arrested at some particular point in that whole process, mm. even still, their mental capacity, while it might be the mental capacity of a three-year-old, is very different from a three-year-old. But let me ask you this question. Can your three-year-old love Jesus? Yeah. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says unless you are as little children, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. Oof. There you go. So there you go. You need to be. You need to have a a, a mental. Uh, be born with a mental disability to get into heaven, so that you still have the the, the mental Ooh. capability of a three year old. That's a big step. No, <laughs> that on, is a big come step. On, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that that simple faith, that childlike faith, is a faith that God can uh, mm. that can He can use and He can bless and He can honor and these people be saved. Um, let me go to Psalms chapter eighty seven. Psalms 87. This is a very revealing passage right here. Psalms 87. And we're going to look in verse 6. 87 verse 6. The Bible says... You know what? I wrote it down wrong. I think I've got it on my computer. Let me see if I've got it on my computer. The Lord shall count when he writes up the people. In other words, he's writing up the book of life. Mm-hmm. that this man was born here. In other words, when God judges people, one of the key things that God does is he takes into account the circumstances under which they were born. In other words, mm. the country that they were born in or the mental capacity that they were born with. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. God is not in the business of you know, sitting up in heaven like, who can I keep out of heaven? Oh, you know, that person doesn't have the mental capacity to accept me as their saviour, so they're gone. Mm. You know, out they go. Phew, that's a few less there. No, God is not like that. God, Jesus gave his life for our salvation. Yeah. He's trying to save as many people as he possibly can. And he is working as hard as he can to get absolutely every single last person into heaven. And mentally handicapped people are going to be amongst that group of people who are saved. Faithful Abraham was counted as righteous Called to dwell in a strange land Believed in the promise You look for a city Maker was God Through Him The blessing came to all the world Teach me to seek Thy face Teach me to love Teach me to walk by faith into tomorrow. Even though I don't see the path where thou leadest me, I am compelled. Faithful Abraham Held not his own son Offering foreshadowed Christ still yet to come Believing that God Raise him from death The blade it was stayed And ram died instead
faithful Abraham, God preached the gospel. And obedience made him the father of the faithful. Lord himself had provided the land Faith makes us children of Abraham Teach us to see thy face Teach us to love us to walk by faith into tomorrow, even though I don't see the path where I'll be. Teach me, Father.